Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for returning for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We're going to be speaking with Sebastian Sager and Dr. Kevin Hallgren. They're joining us here to talk about the implications of video observation of methadone dosing for patient safety, policy, and the behavioral health backlog. Dr. Hallgren is the lead author of a study published in the Journal of Substance Abuse Treatment, uh, October of 2022, conducted in conjunction with Scene Health that evaluated the feasibility, acceptability, and engagement with smartphone-based video observation of methadone take-home dosing. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, both Sebastian Sager and Dr. Kevin Hallgren. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. Well, uh, Sebastian, if you would give us a bit of your professional background, tell us what it is that you do, your area of expertise, and then Dr. Hallgren, if you would do the same. Sure. So um, I'm I'm actually, originally I was a lawyer turned entrepreneur. Uh, I I co-founded Scene Health um, in 2014 as a Johns Hopkins spin-out, and our mission was to create a technology platform to help people take their medication properly. Uh, so um, you, may, you may know this, but um, in, every, in, in every single hospital in the United States, all doses of all medications are delivered under direct observation. It means a person provides the medication to the patient, manages side effects, makes sure everything goes well. Outpatient, that's not the case. It's reserved for a few instances um, where there are concerns either about public safety or the medications themselves. So one instance is tuberculosis. Another is the uh, the treatment of addiction using methadone. Mm-hmm. So both of those are dispensed under direct observation, and we have a technology platform and also a, a care team to help deliver all of that remotely so that the patient doesn't have to go into the, uh, into the clinic. And doctor? My name is Kevin Algren, and I... Um, I'm trained as a clinical psychologist, and much of my work uh, has focused on research, uh, including testing ways to improve psychosocial treatments for people with substance use disorders, so developing um, therapies that can help people who have addictions, and increasingly that work has moved more towards uh, ways that we can use technology to increase access to treatments including evidence-based treatments like methadone for substance use disorders. Explain to our listeners the OUD crisis and how the COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated the crisis. Sure. Um, Opioid use is uh, increasing, and the consequences of it have been really dramatic and marked on society. Um, We are at a place where there's over 100,000 deaths per year in the United States, um, and that's twice as many deaths per year due to drug overdoses compared to 2015. Um, And in the pandemic, um, the rate of opioid overdoses really increased significantly, and that's for multiple reasons. One is that access to treatment decreased, and we know that people who are in treatment for substance use disorder or for opioid use disorder are less likely to experience an overdose. And part of it was also because people um, were at an increased risk for dying if they were alone um, and we're using opioids and had an overdose experience, there wouldn't be somebody around to be able to help provide them. So can you provide us a recap of the study and how the pilot program actually worked? Sure. Um, so, yeah, given the context of the opioid crisis and the, uh, the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, we were really in a tricky situation or, or opioid treatment programs were really in a tricky situation. By law, um, well, first of all, uh, methadone is 
one of the um, one of one of three FDA approved medications for opioid use disorder. Um, it is the most commonly used treatment for opioid use disorder, and people who are on methadone are less likely to experience a fatal or non-fatal overdose. Methadone is also really highly regulated by federal and state laws. Um, it has to be administered from a federally licensed opioid treatment program, and it has to have some degree of observed dosing, usually where a person comes into the clinic and has their methadone dose observed in person, and that's primarily to prevent diversion of opioids and of the methadone into the illicit market. And that has created a lot of barriers to accessing treatment for people. Um, needing to come into treatment multiple times per week, sometimes every day, um, creates a lot of time burden and uh, requires a lot of travel. And that can be really problematic, especially if people have, for example, childcare responsibilities or work responsibilities. Um, and it can also be, a, it created an extra challenge in COVID-19 because it required a lot of people to congregate in opioid treatment program spaces, which wasn't safe due to um, the risk of COVID-19 transmission. And so the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration um, in the United States issued blanket waivers to opioid treatment programs to allow increased unsupervised methadone doses, which are some call it, sometimes called take-home doses. And that allows patients to receive um, additional methadone doses that they can take home with them and they can take unsupervised. And this really has a lot of benefits, um, allows patients to reduce their risk of catching COVID-19 by going to the clinic. It also gives patients more flexibility in being able to take their doses at home and not have to travel to the clinic as much. But it also creates concerns about the loss of observed dosing. Some providers may not feel comfortable with patients um, having more take-home doses and being unobserved, and some patients may prefer to have their doses observed and to be able to be in contact with their clinic. Sebastian, um, being on the tech side, how does your uh, your technology actually work to eliminate the, the very barrier that Kevin was talking about? Sure. So um, what we've been what we've demonstrated in in many conditions and addiction is one of them is that these doses that Dr. Hallgren was describing can be observed remotely. Um, one way to do that would be with, of course, a live video interaction, which which has been done. But the way that Seen Health works is to capture actually a video recording of the patient taking the medication. So that's referred to as asynchronous video. Um, and that asynchronous video we've shown in, in many different cases is really comparable to the in-person dose. And so um, Dr. Holgren, perhaps you can describe how we, how we formed the, the, how the study was formed in order to you know, validate whether um, the in-person dosing versus the asynchronous dosing, you know, how that worked out and what benefit it had for patients. Um, in April 2020, um, early into the COVID-19 pandemic, an opioid treatment program in Seattle implemented this technology that Sebastian is talking about in a pilot program um, where patients could be offered the opportunity to receive increased take-home doses and have them be um, supervised using smartphone video technology. Um, and we did a study evaluating how that program went for patients who participated in it. And we found that um, patients had significant increases in the amount of methadone doses that were observed. Um, on average, patients who used this program had um, about 90% of their take-home or in-person doses observed by another person in the opioid treatment program compared to patients who didn't have, um, who didn't participate in this pilot who had 
um, less than half of their doses observed by another person in the opioid treatment program. So this provides an increased reassurance that patients were taking their opioid, uh, their, their methadone and not diverting it and that they were taking it at the time that they were supposed to be taking it. It also facilitated um, more two-way connect, uh, communication between patients and their counselors who were reviewing the videos and they could chat with them. Um, and it also allowed patients to complete COVID-19 symptom screeners so they could report any COVID-19 symptoms that they may have had um, so that the opioid treatment program could be aware of this and act appropriately. How does this uh, video technology change the way that we should think about OUD treatment? Well, I, I, I can give a couple of remarks. I would love Dr. Hallgren to also weigh in. But from my perspective, um, there are there are many people who would argue, well, do you really need the, the observation of the dose? And, and the fact is probably there are patients who, who do benefit from that. But it is unbelievable that we would force people to come into the clinic if there was a way to make to allow them to do it from home. Right. And if if allowing them to do it from home actually achieves the same clinical objectives, then really all this all this transportation, you know, these are these are also people in many cases who have who have lots of life challenges and making them leave in the middle of the day or whatever time the, the clinics open to go get their medication is the exact opposite of patient centric. So if we can create this opportunity for patients, it would cut down on, it would improve access to care. Um, that's, that's how I see it from, from our perspective. Dr. Hallgren? And I would also say, yeah, there's probably folks for whom this could be really helpful for and for some folks for whom this may not be the ideal situation. Um, it can have a lot of potential benefits that could help patients have more autonomy in how they um, approach their treatment. It can facilitate greater privacy. It allows patients to take their methadone at home like they would other medications, which can reduce the stigma associated with substance use disorder treatment. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of work to do to continue examining this and identify who is the right kind of person for this. Well, I appreciate both of you spending some time with us this evening. Give us a website where we can learn more. Well, from uh, for Scene Health, you can go to www.scene, and that's spelled S-C-E-N-E, dot health. Well, again, I thank both of you for joining us here on Health Professional Radio, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to speak again. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. Thank you, Kevin. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Sebastian Sager and Dr. Kevin Holgren. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at Anchor Spotify, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.